from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. If they do it the right, correct way, it might solve the problem. But if they're going to scam on it, it's not going to solve anything. Um, not just from the Cahokia Heights and, and the surrounding community, but from the bluffs that sit above Cahokia Heights, you know, uh, water that drains out of uh, Belleville and, and communities around it, that that water ends up um, in the sewer system. So we, we pay all the taxes on these properties and we're not getting no results. That's not fair. I'm Emily Woodbury. In the metro east city of Cahokia Heights, which includes the former municipalities of Centerville, Cahokia, and Allerton, sewer and stormwater systems are often so full that raw sewage seeps into residents' yards. The city has experienced chronic flooding for decades. So when historic flooding hit the St. Louis region a few weeks ago, Cahokia Heights residents weren't that surprised to see their streets, yards, and homes once again ravaged by floodwaters. Today, many of them are still cleaning up from the most recent storm, and they say they need immediate relief. Sheila Gladney has lived in Cahokia Heights for more than 40 years. She grew up in her home and has lived there with her husband and brother-in-law since 2012. During heavy rains, water fills her basement, which is crumbling and cracking from the repeated damage. Multiple times, she and her family have had to be rescued by boat. And Sheila joins us today to share her experience. Sheila, welcome. Thank you. So how were you affected by this most recent round of flooding? Was it different from the previous times your block has flooded? No, it wasn't different, but it was more higher, more deeper. And it covers it covers my whole yard, my flowers, my backyard, uh, my basement flooded up. Uh, my pipe burst. It's just a lot of things, issues. But you know, by my driveway, couldn't get out there, couldn't drive your car out there. It was flooded, flood was under my car. There was a lot of different things was happening, so we were stuck. Our basement is cracked. Uh, a lot of stuff was destroyed. Uh, I really, I'm 72. I can't go down there no more. And um, it's just the foundation on the side is cracked from. From this, from this flood. It's just devastation to me. I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that, Sheila. How much damage would you estimate that your home, that you've had on your home over the years from, from this flood damage? I think more than 50000 myself. I should tell it like it is. Because we had to replace furnaces, hot water tanks. And uh, it's just... Devastating. It is. And I hate this like this. I cannot have to give up my home because of flooding. There's something that should be done about this right away. Not tomorrow, but right away. Last week, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker announced that the state will commit more than $20 million to fix Cahokia Heights sewer system. I'm curious to hear your reaction to that announcement. Do you trust that it will solve the problem? If they really do it the right way. If they do it the right, correct way, it might solve the problem. But if they're going to scam on it, it's not going to solve anything. Excuse the expression. Mm -mm. It sounds like you've been told 
certain things would fix the problem before. Yeah, and it hasn't happened. What do you want people to know about what you and your neighbors have gone through over the past few decades and, and what you need now? We need to have this property fixed, our property fixed. We need to have a good sewage line that will run from one end to the other, like put two sewage on each corner, but it's not. Make sure that the streets are right. Make sure that the foundation of our homes are right. Make sure that the basement won't leak. We need this right now. I'm not talking about tomorrow. I mean, we need it badly. Because every time a storm comes, that breaks your house down. You know, I'm telling the truth on this. It breaks your house down. It makes the more cracks. More cracks come in, more water going to come in. Have you tried to sell your home and leave? Do you feel like you're able to even do that? At this point? No, not really, because I don't want to sell my home. My home is like a safety net for me. I mean, we've been here so long, and then we got to walk away because of some water? That don't make no sense. We, get, we pay all the taxes on these properties, and we're not getting the results. That's not fair. Sheila Gladney, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us today, and I really hope you get some relief soon. Okay, thank you. God bless you. Local advocacy groups and organizations among Cahokia Heights residents who are fed up with chronic flood damage has led to action by the state of Illinois. As we mentioned earlier, the state recently committed $21 million to fix the city's wastewater system. And joining us now to discuss how that funding could and and should be used is Jose Constantine. He's an assistant professor of geosciences at Williams College in Williamstown, Massachusetts. Jose is part of a coalition that collects data in Cahokia Heights to determine how best to mitigate storm waters in the city. Jose, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Emily. So we just heard Sheila's experience. You know, you can hear the frustration in her voice. This is something you've been hearing from other residents in the past few weeks. It's just tired of continued inaction on this. Mm, indeed. You know, your heart just breaks hearing how uh, how long Sheila and the, you know other residents in this in this community have, uh, have dealt with this problem. You know, she said, uh, since her, her son was born in 1978, and we know, um, that state and, and local officials knew about these problems dating at least, uh, back in, uh, since 1975. So it's, it's been a long time that these, that the community that these residents that, uh, ha- have been suffering these issues, um, you know, that, that line, we're human beings, you know, and, and, um, you know, and their and their struggle, their struggles are real and, and 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 truly heartbreaking to hear. And remind us, why is flooding so severe in this area? And particularly, you know, these residents. It's not just floodwaters. This is sewage that's in their yards and their homes. That's right. Um, you know, it's a difficult place to get water to to move around. Uh, you know, the the Mississippi River floodplain is 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 flat. And, and generally low lying, um, and it's true for for both sides of the river. You know, thinking about uh, St. Louis and and, and uh, East St. Louis and and Cahokia Heights. Um, 
That being said, you know, we have designed, you know, stormwater infrastructure and sewage infrastructure or sewer infrastructure to um, to help deal with these situations. And these are, you know, situations that communities around the world, you know, at least a, a situation that communities around the world have uh, uh, have dealt with. Um, the big the biggest issue in Cahokia Heights and 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 neighborhoods and, and communities in St. Clair County, the biggest issue they face is that that infrastructure has you know, effectively not been maintained and has been allowed to fail over the course of many decades. And now we're seeing the culmination of those years, many years of neglect, uh, compounded by what many folks believe to be, you know, clear impacts of, of, of climate change. You know, when it rains, um, the predictions are that it's going to rain more intensely and you're going to see more events that transpired uh, just recently in in the greater uh, metro St. Louis area. And we mentioned that more than $20 million in state funding that's being dedicated to the city, about half of that will be made immediately available to Cahokia Heights to, you know, fix or replace parts of the city's wastewater system. What should the majority of that be spent on, do you think? Mm, that's a great question. Um, and I And I think one of the things that I think is truly vital this time round, you know, and, and something that hasn't been well integrated into like previous efforts to address the flooding and sewage issues in Cahokia Heights is we, we, get, we have to involve the community uh, and make sure that they have a seat at the table and can inform all of us about, you know, what their major needs are. You heard from Sheila, she, she knows exactly. She has a very clear idea for what needs to be done. You know, from my perspective and, and my observations in, in the community, you know, one of the, the biggest issues they face include, you know, one of the simplest and, and most effective ways of, of helping to address this problem is to deal with these these channels, these small ditches that are meant to convey floodwater runoff from um, not just from the Cahokia Heights and, and the surrounding community, but from the bluffs that sit above Cahokia Heights, you know, uh, water that drains out of uh, Belleville and, and communities around it, that that water ends up um, in the sewer system and, and causing, you know, flows to, to back up and that sewage to back up. So that money, that $10 million, although uh, incredibly, I think we should, all should be grateful and, and, and hopeful, that money is, is likely to get spent pretty quickly given the scale of problems that uh, this community faces. Um, so I think looking, working with residents, working with the community, community organizations such as Centerville Citizens for Change, and attempting to guarantee or at least working our best to make sure that the money we do spend goes to making, you know, an immediate long-term, uh, you know, impact on, on the flooding and sewage problem. Now, this is a decades-long problem, but you and your science team have just started to work on this recently, and you're in the midst of that data collection. What are the unknowns at this point that you're hoping to figure out in the next few weeks and months? Mm. Yeah, the you know there are sort of threefold that are the three big questions that we're trying to answer. Um, the first one, and one that isn't you know really can be quite difficult to answer in in a place like the Mississippi River floodplain is you know where does water end up if it doesn't end up being collected and conveyed by stormwater infrastructure? So we're trying to run um, you know fairly simple but but reliable hydrological models that will allow us to make predictions about where water uh, ends up being 
um, you know, routed and, and, and is most likely to cause flooding problems. Uh, the second issue or the second question that we're, we're eager to answer is, you know, how quickly do the channels and ditches and canals that are meant to collect and, and, and route runoff and floodwaters, how quickly do they fill up with debris and sediment? Um, you know, there's some record that these ditches and canals have been, you know, were once regularly cleared and, and monitored and maintained. Um, decades of, of negligence and, and poor maintenance have allowed them to fall into disrepair. So if we were to go in there with these new funds and to clear these channels and these ditches open, how long do we have to wait around for those channels and ditches to fill up again? And so we need to sort out how quickly, you know, sediment and debris uh, gets routed into them. And the third one, which is uh, you know incredibly difficult, but one that we absolutely have to address, is what's the future going to look like, you know, for the Metro East region and and for communities like Cahokia Heights, when we know that rainstorms are and, and and you know these these types of storms that that you know hit hit the St. Louis Metro area are, are going to become more frequent. Um, these rainstorms are are going to become more intense. So how do we prepare? You know, what do we need to do to make sure our infrastructure uh, is not only, you know, running and, and, and effective today, but how are we going to guarantee that it's going to, that all that infrastructure is going to be effective in the future? And before we let you go, Jose, I want to ask about a proposal you I talked about with you in April when we last had you on the show. Your team got approved to work with NASA to use satellite data, geospatial science to monitor and, you know, attribute flooding patterns in urban communities. Are you going to be doing that some of that work here in the St. Louis region in Cahokia Heights? That's right. Absolutely. So this work uh, is being led by a colleague and, and friend of mine, Professor Claire Massler at Washington University in St. Louis. And she and I uh, applied to NASA for uh, a $300,000 grant to, um, to, to do exactly what you just said, to better understand um, where flood flooding is most likely in the community. And the biggest issue we face uh, for communities like Cahokia Heights is um, you know, we can make some predictions about where flooding is most likely and where rainfall uh, is most likely to cause a problem. But we, we don't have a lot of, you know, on the ground measurements of precipitation and on the ground measurements of where water ends up. So what we're hoping to do is to use the data that we do have available to, you know, to us um, to use that data in concert with satellite imagery. Um, or satellite products that that, um, provide some estimates of how much water actually does get uh, delivered to the ground in an effort to make better uh, and more effective predictions about where flooding is most likely to harm, harm people. Jose Constantine is an assistant professor of geosciences at Williams College in Williamstown, Massachusetts. Jose, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today. Thank you, Emily. This episode was produced by Danny Wissentowski. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dore. Production assistance from Avery Rogers. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Thank you.
Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.